0: Hello and welcome to Resident Advisors Exchange. This is our series of conversations with the artists, labels and promoters who are shaping the electronic music landscape. My name's Ryan Keeling and I'm the editor at Resident Advisor. This week's exchange is with Jamie Roberts who makes music as Blauan and it turned out to be a refreshingly honest conversation about his work and the techno scene in general. Among a few different topics, he reflected on the post-dubstep sound he was originally associated with and later worked to distance himself from. He explained why he thought it was a nonsense to pad out techno albums with ambient tracks, which he categorically avoided on his excellent debut album, Wet Will Always Dry. We spoke at length about the physical and mental demands of touring and how he's still trying to find some balance in his lifestyle and he told me about the steep learning curve of making music with a modular system, an approach he's only become truly happy with over the last year or so. For my money, Roberts has achieved his aim of becoming a truly original artist, something that was probably helped by all of his honest self-reflection. As always, you can find our full archive of exchanges on residentadvisor.net and follow us on SoundCloud at ra-exchange. The exchange with Blauan is up next. village underground tomorrow night yeah tomorrow night all night yeah. which i understand is the first time you've done a set of this nature like an all night set is that correct
1: uh y- yeah in london yeah in the uk i have i've done i've done other stuff in europe but this is the first time here yeah a little bit nervous about it actually is it eight hours yeah yeah it's a long time man i mean i, I mean the last long set i, I did a 12 hours at bergain well, that's a little bit different, you know, it's like kind of time doesn't seem to exist in that place. I feel like Village Underground is probably going to be a little bit of a different experience, you
0: know. Yeah, I've I've often wondered about that because everybody says time doesn't exist in Bergheim, but why is that the case? You, okay, Village Underground, you're still in a big dark room but yeah, somehow yeah. time just slips away at Bergheim.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think the booth. The, it's mainly the booth is a little bit more private. At Village Underground, it's open, it's like a concert space, so you know you've got this uh, huge stage and people are seem to be staring at you constantly whereas in Bergen it doesn't not so much you know
0: so, so as a performer it becomes um a little bit fatiguing almost yeah yeah man i i find the
1: whole people staring at you very uncomfortable i think i'm more nervous about that tomorrow night than anything else not i mean the length of time's not a problem it's just the being stood there eight hours being the focus is more <laughs> yeah. it sounds either, stupid because you, you
0: are but, oh, but yeah. have you gotten used to that a bit more since no, you've been doing no, it? no I mean, it in fact it i think really. it got
1: worse a little bit yeah. really yeah i don't know i'm quite a quite a, re- a reclusive person anyway i don't really like. so i find that whole aspect of the whole
0: job a little bit difficult mm. you know so um being the centre of attention so has yeah, yeah, been, yeah. been Tot- a bit uncomfortable. Totally, yeah. 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 yeah, that's that's understandable. Um how do you go about preparing for a, a set of this length? I don't prepare. I can't.
1: I mean, I think I've just I think the only preparation I've done apart from packing my record bags is maybe chucking four or five potential intro tracks and outro tracks and that's it. Oh, yeah. okay. So I I usually always have like a set of intro and outro because they're the most difficult ones. Because you panic, mm. you know, you panic at the beginning and you panic at the end, so it's always good to have a set where you're like, this is guaranteed going to work,
0: you know, it's going to work, sorry. So, yeah, 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 I see. So you're you're definitely not going to the extent where you're planning the stages of the night or something. No. You're completely winging it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, when... Because usually, like, the longest sets I play are usually at Berghain, because the standard one is, like, four hours, you know. Mm. And I've tried it in the past where I've, like, labelled my usb sticks i've done folders like one two three and four (laughs) and it's just like you just chuck it out the window like the first hour it never works so i stopped all of that really yeah that's Uh, totally fair
0: are you still traveling with a bunch of records when you yeah yeah yeah, a
1: lot less during the summer and that was the first time this year a little bit because my girlfriend said what the hell are you doing you know and that's kind of realizing it's difficult because half the time you're turning up to festivals the setup's terrible doesn't work it's too dusty so you've ended up ruining like 50 of your records. Mm, okay. And um the travel, and it's mainly because the travel situation during the summer is a nightmare. I'm living in Berlin, so always taking connection flights. There's no direct flights usually. And like losing, having 30 minutes to connect a flight means that you your records don't get on the next flight. So it's just pointless. So right, um sure. yeah. And now the summer's, nearly finished I start back up taking records again so do you like cdjs yeah i don't mind them actually um i have i am trying to sort of like go back to just playing records but it's a bit difficult it's i
0: think it's a bit of a pipe dream at the minute <laughs> yeah. but are you i mean let's not get too bogged down in this yeah. but are you um experiencing the sort of technical issues that dj seems to be re- reporting frequently yeah, yeah you are totally okay. man yeah. yeah
1: i mean the the half the time y- I I have a a list of clubs I know that the the records sound better than the CDJs, Mm -hmm. and that list is slowly getting smaller and smaller. I don't mind that the vinyl sounds a little bit worse than the CDJs in the club, because you can combat that, but the main problem is that they're not looking after the turntables, and when that happens, then it's, it's impossible to play. And even if you have like one or two... Uh, mess ups you just your automatic your instinct is just to carrot keep on the CDJs and then I've ended up bringing two record bags with me all the way thousands of miles for nothing yeah, it's, not so one, it's like it. it's yeah. a bit
0: difficult anyway so yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> these are the just standard standard yeah, complaints yeah but, of um, course I'm sure people have yeah. taken a lot <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, yeah I'm still baffled why servicing a pair of turntables is, is beyond uh, most clubs but yeah there we go let's leave it at that <laughs> yeah. um, I was wondering where you think you're sort of at with your development uh, development Development as a DJ, like how happy and comfortable are you feeling? Uh, Pretty comfortable,
1: but it's only been recently that it's felt like that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure why actually, but I. I mean, I was in my early years. I was. I was like testing a lot of sounds, a lot of maybe a, a a little bit more of a heavier sound as well than I'm playing at the minute and. That has various problems that comes along with that like you know like sometimes people not really into it or a lot of the records are old and sound crap you know so that can make sets difficult so i it's like i think over the years i've just subconsciously filtered out the music that's difficult to play not obviously i'm not saying difficult as in like it's not challenging to listen to i just mean that's physically hard to play it in a club you know got it um So that's helped me a lot actually i've kind of like found a place where i'm kind of picking music that i know works in a club a lot easier than i was before you know i usually usually pick a track because i thought oh that's wicked that's a wicked rhythm without actually thinking about the whole how it's going to sound you know uh, in a on a big system
0: so so you think your radar's been like sharpened sharpened yeah 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 that's interesting yeah What's the what's roughly the ratio of old and new music that you are in? It's like fifty-fifty. Is it? Yeah. yeah.
1: I try. I, I mean, I try not to play too much old stuff now. There's obviously reasons for that, you know. Obviously, it's not cool to be playing just a full set of twenty-year-old techno tracks. It's like, come on. Uh, I mean, even though I would love to sometimes. So yeah, I'm trying to play, and I'm trying to play a lot of my own music um, because I, I've I've been a bit guilty of not doing that in the past. Why was that? not know just didn't no idea just didn't you know um so yeah that's kind of yeah that's helped me a lot as well and people sets. want to
0: hear that presumably yeah as well. exactly, you know yeah. they come to see you They're like, they, yeah, yeah i know i was thinking you know
1: why i remember a few years ago I was doing sets and didn't even play a single track of my own and then i was like what, what? What? Why? Why? <laughs> I had no i no idea why I wasn't doing it. So yeah.
0: okay. So I mean, are you coming across uh, new music that's exciting to you with yeah you know, enough regularity? All yeah. the time, F- Feeling good yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It really
1: good. I mean, it's even coming from corners that I wouldn't imagine, you know, and stuff. And um, a lot of people since I started the label, and I because I I never used to even have an email address online, you know, so I, I kind of made a new email address and put that up and ever since then I'm you know, I get like four or five emails a day with like pretty good tracks from people I never heard of. So So you get to go really get time to nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm actually playing a lot of a lot of people who maybe not even had a release, you know, which is nice. Um, yeah, yeah that's, so
0: that's cool. I'd seen in the past you described your uh, mixing style as uh, I don't know what you said exactly, but like fast and aggressive. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that, okay. Is that still the case? Would you say? Yeah, a little bit. Something I've tried to tackle. Uh, but why?
1: Yeah, because I, I don't know. I would like I, I would like the music to breathe a little bit because it's. Okay, if, that's. I fair. feel like I'm not really. Sometimes not really giving the producers the, the, the time I mean there's so much effort being put into a record if you're only going to play 40 seconds of it what's the point you know so um,
0: yeah but I suppose, it, I suppose it's in the sort of lineage of the like Jeff Bill's yeah. Detroit Fast totally, and Furious but, those,
1: but the, those tracks were just like one bar loops for five minutes yeah, you know sure. and so you had to do that and now it's like People are writing such more interesting structures and stuff. You kind of got to let the tracks breathe a little bit. So yeah, let the arrangement. That that that, that kind of mixing
0: style maybe doesn't lend itself to new techno. Yeah, that's a good point. That's definitely a good point. I've I've there's something I've definitely observed actually. There's I've. Uh, felt like uh, I've spoke to lots of UK DJs who've maybe come up more through the like you know the the sound system and the things let's say, and um, start playing in European clubs more or maybe end up in Berlin like yourself. Yeah. And it's something that I report a lot. Like, yeah. I've I've had to slow down. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because I saw the German crowd hear it as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, when I first started playing in Berlin, I used to get I, I used to actually people come up to me and say, "Can you please let the track play longer?" You know, yeah, is yeah. it Seriously, right? Okay, yeah. so I and that would really bother me like a lot because it's just a strange thing to ask a DJ to do. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, and that was a while ago um so yeah probably like those few people who said that probably had a massive impact on my
0: djs they're essentially like will you just calm down yeah they're
1: basically yeah it's like basically just someone coming up just going like you know like just be a bit more mature mature about this whole thing please i'm here to listen to music and not just watch you frantically switch tracks so
0: yeah but i don't know i've always thought of it as a sort of um nervous energy in a it's way nerve,
1: it's nerves man it yeah. totally is nerves it did you was, see, uh, yeah. sorry to interrupt no, did you see
0: did you see that stingray quote where he was I talking about playing back to back he was saying like I, I really dislike doing it because I, I don't know what I'm doing with myself and it's the same with like mixing quickly he's just like I need to be busy
1: yeah yeah like, totally man I, know, I mean I definitely know that back to back thing I usually stand off to the side because it's awful <laughs> but yeah no it is it's a nervous it's a nervous energy because I, I when I'm Going up to play a gig, I never really feel nervous, you know. And I think my most people's nerves translates into the way that they play the music. Mm. And I think that's what happens, yeah. you know? Because the actual physical, like, oh, I'm I'm really nervous about this, never really seems to appear. But when you play it, and then it's like, it appears like then, you know? Yeah, so manifest manifests, S- manifests, in that manifests way. itself in a different way. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. interesting.
0: Yeah. Did you play in bands
1: before you got turntables? Uh, yeah, long times ago. Like, yeah, I used no. to play in a few things. Nothing really of importance, though. I mean, it is pretty interesting stuff. But I, I was just basically like a, a rhythm section, drumming kind of thing, using few drum machines and stuff. But oh, so you, sorry, so you weren't playing? No, I, was. You, yeah, oh, yeah, you I were, was. you were. I was. I was. Yeah. And then there was uh, one particular band where I used to use like a an ER1, like a Cog ER1, in conjunction with like drumming and stuff. And. That was kind of like the when I was like sixteen or something. So okay. that kind of was like the the start of me thinking, oh, I've got this drum machine can do everything that these guys in front of me are doing. I can just stuff this <laughs> and yeah, do it sure. on myself, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: yeah. Well, what was the music you were doing in bands?
1: It was well the last thing I, w- I was doing it was kind of a bit like
0: post punky synthy
1: kind of, I don't know. I, w- I hate I hate to say I hate to say Joy Division, but you know it was kind of this kind of the Smiths ilk. You know, kind of stuff. But a little bit more harder. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, do you remember um, any of the first records um, you bought when you got your uh, turntable? Presumably uh, you learnt on turntables. Yeah, yeah. It
1: yeah. was only records at first. It yeah. was obviously like, buy CDJs are too expensive. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I mean, it was a, a few, few different things. I was buying... When I first could afford turntables, I was buying a lot of dubstep, actually, and a lot of that kind of stuff. So... Um, and then I inherited a few house records and techno records from Surgeon stuff. I got a bunch of Downwards records. And I remember when I first got them, I, I didn't really know how to take them, you know. And then it was like when I actually listened and listened, that's. Got a little bit older. And that's when I kind of understood what it was all about. And it, yeah, it, know, it, yeah, I got it. Yeah, because I was young, you know. So you were in Barnsley at this time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did you get downwards records? Well, it was just through friends and that, you know. Oh, I mean, okay. how, it, I mean, not in you wouldn't get them in Barnsley, you know. Yeah. But I mean, Barnsley's close to cities like Leeds and stuff. So it's yeah. it wasn't, you know, it's twenty minutes to Leeds, twenty minutes to Sheffield. So I mean, Barnsley sounds like in the middle of nowhere, but it's not. It's not actually. No, yeah, not it's really.
0: Sort of a cluster of cities yeah. It's in, in the app, middle yeah. of it all. Yeah. Yeah, with the good record shops in, like, Leeds? Yeah, yeah, time. I mean,
1: we were we, we were going... Uh, oh, God, I can't believe I remember the name. I can't remember the name. You'll have to get back <laughs> to me, which is crazy. I was going there for years. Um, but Simon from Dimensions, you know, it, yes, it was yeah, his yeah. record shop. He had it for years. He's still going, I think, um, next to the Corn Exchange. And that's where we were getting a lot of our records from
0: when I was younger. Uh, yeah, got it. So, Are you... Are you still just picking up on the band's thing are you still listening to any guitar based music these days no man no
1: i am i'm the worst person for listening to music
0: i I wanted i was going to ask you about your listening habits generally but there
1: is there is no listening habits man i I, i'm a total music recluse um i I go through stages you know where i i I feel like i really need to explore music and i do it very intensely Hmm. and then If I'm travelling or if I'm busy like I am at the minute, I have very long breaks where I'm not really exploring anything new and I'm not really like listening, I I mean I don't even listen to music when I'm travelling I have a pair of those Bose noise cancelling headphones. There's never anything playing; here. it's just to cancel out the noise. <laughs> it's oh, just like, oh, that, yeah, it's I like that's just that pretty. Like it's a pretty good analogy of my personality, really. It's just like shut the noise off and just go to sleep
0: or chill. You know. Okay, that's fair. But do you have it almost like a project? Like, okay, I'm in the I'm in the music listening zone, and I'm gonna just go out and discover a bunch of. Yeah, things. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Usually, I mean, it's not happened for a while to be honest but um, I usually just have like this urge just to find new music and then I go and I really dig for it but yeah I have to feel like I need it and at the minute I don't Yeah. so I, I when I'm in, in the studio i mean I'm not the type of guy who loves his own music but I enjoy making and listening to my music and I, I think I don't really want to influence myself too much mm. so I, I really like cut Cut it out of my diet, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, so
0: and it helps me a lot. So you just focused on just your just focus practice, on my own stuff. Yeah yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. So after the village underground gig, um you're playing at Bergheim, mm. and yeah, presumably you're going to go straight to the airport from yeah straight to the club. There. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Cool, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, is this type of uh, itinerary um, typical of what it's like for you at the moment?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's always like this at Burghine because I usually play on a Sunday evening, uh, late afternoon, so I usually have a gig on a Saturday, and obviously that means that you, when you land, you have you've got like an hour to get to the club before you play. Mm. Um, but it's also like it in other places, you know, it's summer can be a bit brutal.
0: Yeah. yeah i mean i wanted to just talk a bit about the lifestyle generally um i suppose I'd um read that you you said that you'd had some problems with it in the past you yeah. know thinking that you'd taken too many gigs the lifestyle generally was was getting you down you got into some you know some pretty uh you know down spots with it some dark spots with it yeah i mean how how are you feeling about the whole thing at this moment in time uh, a little bit more positive
1: it's still not like totally how i would like it you know it's um the ma- the main thing is like i i i do generally find it quite difficult for various reasons you know and my problem is is when i see somebody who's doing probably even more gigs than me and they seem to be taking it in their stride <laughs> and i'm like mm, <laughs> what what am i doing so wrong i mean i know half the reasons i'm doing it so wrong but it's just uh, it's coming up to like nearly nine years now that i've been like doing this in my mental health and my mental my physical health i really I, it's really taking a toll with it you know it's like i'm su, i super enjoy it and i'm still really i'm still excited to play gigs and stuff but um i'm still also trying to find a way to to not basically burn out you know um and that's quite hard have you
0: developed any coping strategies or? uh
1: not really no um i mean definitely don't stick around at the party That's a good coping mechanism Um, because that's half. That's half the battle, really. You know, um, it's so easy to do that, especially early on in your career when you're networking. You know, when you're when you're young, you're just like, ah, you want to meet the people who are involved in this stuff and kind of make these connections and stuff. But now I don't really feel like I need to do that anymore, and that's Mm. been a big help.
0: I mean, yeah. is that something that um, you speak to other DJs about a lot? I mean, I mean yeah. it, it just feels increasingly like you're hearing more DJs coming out and say, "Well, I'm not doing this from so drinking," or it, se- it seems to be more of a topic of conversation at the moment. Yeah, it's a big topic, man. Yeah, because it's it has an
1: effect on every single person who does this for a living, you know. And it's it's even though you're essentially in quotation marks working two days a week three days a week they're brutal those two days you know they can be if you're not treating it with respect you know and um you know like the lack of sleep is 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 a is a massive factor like in the whole thing and it's something like i think out of any any aspect of the whole job the, the the lack of sleep is the one thing that will come to bite you on the ass in 10 years time you know and that's probably where i've why, why I'm feeling it because a lot of the cause when you're playing three shows a week and the travel is difficult you're getting like f- four hours sleep in two three days you know mm. and then it's just and I, if you have a pre if you have if you're not exactly the fittest person in the world it's like it just hits you really hard yeah no I yeah. Understand. so it's, it's, a, it's a big it's a big topic you know Yeah, and I'm lucky I've got a lot of friends who are very good at it you know so I I have some so, well, sorry, some friends
0: that, who who can give me good advice, you know. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, but have you have you sort of gotten used to just not sleeping? I, I guess I'm asking this because I remember when we did that live. Uh, thing with Arthur, yeah, at, um, and you did like a demo, and then we had a talk, and you hadn't slept. I was reading the Future Music interview you did, and you said, "Yeah, I haven't slept. I'm going straight into interviews." Yeah, <laughs> you know, have you just normalised it? This yeah, point? I mean, that yeah. was
1: like five years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's still the same. That's what I mean. It's like, you know, I mean, it's cool. I'm, I'm I, in no way, I'm complaining, you know, and I definitely have developed this thing where. Like Monday to Thursday, I'm I'm going to bed at like half nine some nights, you know. And then during the week in, in the weekend, I mean I can literally go the whole weekend without a single bit of sleep. And I can function for some weird reason. Uh so yeah, you got I got used to
0: it. <laughs> 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 okay, but here's the here's the thing. I'm obviously You know, fully aware of you know the demands that are placed on DJs, and you know I'm sort of fully sympathetic to you know everything you're saying and everything that's said on this topic. But the thing I always um, find difficult to understand is why DJs end up taking so many gigs in the first place. Yeah, sure. Because you're obviously in contact with the agent, and you know obviously it's in the agent's interest to be getting you into loads of gigs but you know the djs are agreeing to the itineraries. they so, have the final say man yeah sure no i
1: mean it's money thing isn't it total money thing it's greed at the end of the day there's a lot of djs i know are just greedy as you know without swearing <laughs> and and it's not necessary man you know if you want to do it it's cool you know yeah. but you know there's a few people i've seen who just burn themselves out just for the
0: dollar you know and it's like oh, it's pretty yeah. sad Really sad. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess there the is an aspect in this whole thing that you can control, right? Yeah, Which totally, is, yeah. totally. You know, I,
1: yeah, it's, it's that that is a huge topic in itself. I think uh, the greed, really, because it's greedy. It's a greedy job, man. Yeah, and I mean, do
0: you think you've been guilty of that yourself? I,
1: oh no, I, I mean, I've, I've, I, I was at one period. I was like, I would never do more than two gigs a week. Mm. Then that slipped, and then, I, and then I was like, but you've gone. You've got two DJ gigs and a live set. And then I was like carting around a record bag, two live bags, and doing like three shows a week, a couple of years ago. And then I was just like, no, I'm not doing that no more. So I, I and then this year, I was supposed to like take every fifth weekend off. And then I, but then I did the album, you know, and my agent was like, mm, it's, you know, we can still, we can still do it, but it might it might be difficult and all this stuff. And that just went out the window. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm playing every weekend this year, but next year, I think it's the year where I really finally just like nah every fifth week off
0: and then that's it yeah Yeah. so that would seem to make sense um so you've been living in Berlin for a good while now right five
1: yeah no it's been coming a been coming up to four years yeah year, yeah do
0: you miss the uk
1: at all no no not at all no i mean yeah I mean, I mean to for that not to sound like completely retarded you'd have to kind of know me really um
0: yeah I, no, but yeah I, I
1: i lived in london for seven years and i've struggled here a lot and then i obviously come from a place that's not so nice coming from a place where you just feel like you really need to get out to a place where you just didn't know what was up and down. Berlin just seems like a paradise to me.
0: So um, yeah, I'm super happy there. Yeah, sort of a middle, middle between the two yeah, things yeah, that you exactly, described yeah, in a way. Yeah. Um, has your German coming along?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bad so question. One, good question. Yeah,
0: no. <laughs> I, I, if my girlfriend wasn't sat
1: right next to me, I'd say it was great, but it's not. It's not going so good, man. <laughs>
0: Well, look, um, I saw the photos in the um, Future Music feature. It looks like you got a really wicked um, spot out in Berlin at uh, Funk House. Yeah. Um, are you feeling like pretty good and content with uh, how the studio is at the moment? I mean, I've seen you say in the past you're just basically spending all of your money on gear, but like, yeah. where are you at at the moment? Yeah, it's all, I don't spend anything at the minute. It's, like, it's
1: all finished, so um, I'm out of that for a little bit. Yeah, I'm super happy, man. I'm. I love it at Funk House. I mean, I, I'm actually really, really happy that I got a space there. It's it's a really beautiful place, and it's like it just feels like you're 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 in the middle of nowhere, and it's super peaceful. There's a new energy there now because there's like a school. There's a there's, there's like a art and no a film and music school. Just opened up there, mm. so there's a lot of students, a lot of activity going on. Okay. Like there's uh, the four D sound systems just moved there, and and like there's some really interesting stuff. So um yeah, it's cool, man. I'm, yeah. yeah, it's all oh, this is part of why I really, really falling in love with Berlin because just having access to this stuff so easily is just brilliant you know something maybe that's a bit difficult here
0: yeah know. there's a really like nice and slightly strange atmosphere in that building yeah right? it's crazy yeah it's i weird. can't put my finger on it but <laughs> yeah. the first time i went in there i was like this is just, different
1: yeah it's different man and it's because it's full of really different people you know i mean like, i'm one of the few techno producers there which you would be completely surprised at you know i i when i thought i thought this is just full of techno producers it's not okay. at all um mostly bands um lot of like fashion online fashion shops and stuff
0: there and just random stuff Mm. so it's a nice energy yeah yeah good so did you pretty much know what you wanted to do when you started writing your album uh yeah and
1: no uh yeah i I mean the the basic concept of it yeah like like i I said in other interviews you know and maybe feel like i feel like i'm repeating myself a little bit but it was kind of I wanted to just do something that represented what I've been doing already you know not necessarily like trying to push the boat out too much and I'm not mean that in a negative way Mm. Um, you know I got a lot I have a lot of people saying to me you know like but but, like, why is it just like eight bangers you know and it's just like well who says it can't be <laughs> you know I don't I, I find it I found it really difficult to accept why people think there's a an album has to be a certain thing you know mm, sure. and, and like you know in some ways I understand but the whole experimenting and maybe trying to push the boundaries of your sound is I felt is something that I that would be more comfortable to do in a second or a third album you okay. know when you've this was like basically to establish what I've done already and that's kind of, that was, the f- that was the concept and that's what I already wanted to do. In terms of the sound, that came later. Yeah, yeah I see, yeah. I see.
0: Well, I, I enjoyed, um, I think you said this is the future music. You didn't want any of these ambient, noisy, wishy-washy tracks <laughs> that people end up skipping anyway. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a bit. I mean, can you see why, why producers end up doing that? I don't, man,
1: actually. no, like, I don't know why you would do that. Yeah, okay. I like, um You know, and, and these one things is like, you have like this interlude you see an album it says interlude and it's like a one minute thing of it's like you know you're wasting time on that album there like why don't you take that minute and add it to something else or like make a full five minute if you want to make this one minute track and do justice and put it on an album why not make it five four minutes you know i make it one minute i don't and that's the kind of thing i was really wanted to, to stay away from and i probably will think because i don't I'm just not into that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, um, sure. I think
1: like a piece of music is a piece of music and one minute is not long enough for a piece of music so
0: yeah. Yeah, I reviewed the album. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. If yeah. you saw, saw the yeah, review. Yeah, thank but... you very
1: much, man. It's a very nice review. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> wasn't fishing for compliments. No, no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But um, one of the things that um, I felt about it was there was a very uh, consistent um, feeling across the tracks. And yeah, I was really wondering how you achieved that. Well, firstly, if you'd agree with that. And secondly, uh, sorry, I yeah, you... that was a big aim of the whole thing, really, was to do that. Um,
1: and it, the consistency basically came from doing spending every day in the studio instead of like every few days and I've said in other interviews as well uh, I attempted the album before this without this like every day in the studio kind of thing and it didn't work and this was the only time where I was I took the whole of January and February just to do the album and yeah, it, it kind of flowed really nicely because I was in there every day. So that's basically the reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, so
0: this is pretty much what you've landed on at this point. I've yeah. got to do it in a block. It yeah, has yeah, to come yeah. out. It, in
1: to, it had to because I, 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 had, I had like 50 tracks that I'd done before and they were. you'd think within 50 tracks, you'd be able to find eight or nine tracks that kind of would work. It just didn't. It was so radically different from one another. I was like, no, nah, I can't. I can't do it. I have to just put all that aside and, and, and do it all in two months mm.
0: so and that's what happened yeah. well what about from a p- sort of production standpoint in, 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 in what well make... just with the consistency yeah, I, yeah well yeah just basi- to it, it's that... basically
1: because I mean I'm writing a lot of stuff on a modular I'd make a patch uh, or I'd have like a specific routine and then I'd make a track, I'd like, oh, that works, blah, blah, blah. Maybe I change this a little bit and i make another one. So these one track after the other kind of has some elements from the whole, the track previously in it, but different, you know? Yeah. And this is where the consistency comes from. Because previously I would write a track and then if I have to go out the way at the weekend, I'd just tear out all the cables, turn everything off, and then come back three, four days later and in a completely different mindset. Mm. And, you know... I have this really weird thing where I I can't write a track if it sounds like something I've done before like okay. too much yeah. you know um, unless it's for a specific EP so yeah it, it never worked
0: that way for me it's it's interesting really because um, i suppose if you create a patch it's something unique and specific to you and then within that you can just tweak that so yeah. it already comes from quite an original place totally yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. you can
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. i mean all the like on the album, there's there's not there's no samples or anything on it. It's all purely like generated from my stuff. So it would be extreme. It would make writing an album extremely difficult if you would decide to start from scratch every single time, especially the type of setup that I have. So yeah, like just just slightly rearranging things and tweaking things in a different way was uh, well, yeah like, like repeating myself. But this this is what led to the consistency of it. You know where yeah, you can have it. two tracks that are different but somehow sonically they're the same you know
0: are you imagining people or places that you're writing for like is there any sort of uh, particular emotion you connect to the process of making music it's a difficult one man i don't know yeah what's Um, in your head i guess i'm asking (laughs) yeah
1: yeah i'm not not really sure man i mean it all depends on what like a lot of the stuff's a fluke you know like it's not like I've, I've gone and, like, with a track before, the the the, the 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 993 track on the, on the Nutrition one, that bass line was like complete fluke. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just me writing a patch. And I was starting off with the and I was like, oh, that sounds nice and wide. And then I just like messed the sequence up with, mashed it with my hand. And I, I shouldn't really be saying this, you know? And I mashed it up with my hand. And then I pressed play, and it's like, absolutely killer bass uh, sequence coming out of it. I was like, oh, shit, I've got to- i've got to record this like straight away you know and i did it straight away and i remember recording it and pressing play and i was like and i knew like it was like i was super happy with it and it was just a total fluke mm. um and that's basically how stuff happens you know it's not totally yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe yeah. give myself a little bit of credit, yeah you've got. but to it, it's it, i mean because it's a difficult thing working with a module you know and sometimes that that happens you know you yeah. just have this moment where Something so good happens, you're literally even scared to touch anything and you're like, oh, and you have to just record it there and then. And that happens a lot, actually. Yeah, I got um, it. So yeah. What's the learning curve been like with the modular? Nightmare, long process. No, <laughs> 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 yeah, man, I mean, I, I started building a modular back in 2013. Right. And it's only like 2016, 17, that I really feel like I mastered it so it's a three four year learning curve yeah
0: well and why did you stick with it because I, I don't
1: know spent so much money yeah i spent a lot of money <laughs> on it, but it's, it's also i was playing live with it from very early on and actually in a live situation it works it worked well from the off you know mm. like there wasn't anything i didn't have any anything negative about it like, that made me think oh stuff it i'll just use 909 or whatever so yeah, and then in the studio, it it was just too much interesting stuff, like to get sonically. I was getting interesting stuff, but wasn't really been a, wasn't really able to build like interesting original sounding tracks with it. That came maybe two years ago. Was it just practice? Just practice, man. You know, like and yeah. you get to know it, you get to know how it works. You know, because it's. I mean, it sounds really stupid, and without getting too technical about it all, but when you're working with a piece of gear like a modular as opposed to a drum machine where even even the stuff like programming the volumes of each part of the music becomes a challenge that's when you know you're you're really like deep in something that's not simple you know mm. and you know turning the stuff down and turning stuff up on a, on a sampler or a drum machine is simple it's not simple on a modular you know and that's just the first thing you've got to think about. <laughs> so yeah, it's sure. just like, yeah, so that, so obviously that's why it took four years because there's a lot to learn.
0: Yeah. I was wondering how important it's been to you to develop like a distinct style or a style that's your own. I mean, I think, think back to well, pretty much everything you've done and um, I think it's been sort of recognizably yours. Um, I mean, have you been striving for that? Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always tried to not sound like anyone else really and I think I got like a lot of the I got the Hessel audio boys to thank for that really I mean they it's very much part of like their whole ethos I guess is like this trying trying not to rip on someone else basically and yeah so it was always a big thing for me to
0: to be as original as possible Mm. yeah I was trying to come up with something I I didn't I didn't put this in the record review but I was sort of struck when I was listening to your back catalogue that there was, seems to be a lot of presence in this like certain frequency around the mid range, just sort of like a, a crunchiness or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, even even thinking about your new stuff versus like some of your old stuff. Like does does that resonate with you yeah, at totally. all? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I, I don't guess. know why. It's probably it's probably my ears or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Know. It could like, be, yeah. You know, um I definitely know, I mean I've got I've damaged my right ear now, just from playing too loud and having loud headphones on. And uh, you know, I'm in I'm 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 in the studio now, struggling because so like anybody who's listening to this, who's uh, who's playing in clubs regularly or going to clubs, please wear ear protection because now I'm I'm paying for it. I've got a 40 dB cut in my right ear. 40 dB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I mean, it's through well. an infection as well. I had an infection in my ear. Okay. But um, yeah, it's 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 on its way out i think when i'm (laughs) older so um yeah so now i mean that that's one thing that scares the living hell out of me um and my music's probably going to suffer for it in the future it's all right now yeah i
0: mean but um yeah so just before we move off from the the sort of hassle related thing um i was interested to know if you ever missed the the sort of rush of like the post dubstep dubstep days you know <laughs> where basically when people's yeah. uh, agenda or people's objective was to come up with the maddest shit possible maddest stuff yeah yeah
1: I, I hated
0: it man you hated it yeah even, no no even no, you, because
1: it was like yeah I mean I, I, I said in the I can't remember which interview it was, but it was basically like it was this thing where you're in the, sh- in the studio and you were literally trying to come up with something that no one else has done that's danceable that's doesn't sound like nonsense and is only like um you know it doesn't it it fits it doesn't have to fit with what your your like colleague is doing you know it's like so much stuff to think about and it was so stressful yeah and so so stressful man i'm even surprised i'm so surprised at how much music i actually put out back then because i remember it being a really really stressful time just to even come up with Like, you have a blank canvas and you're like, well, what what am I supposed to do? And the the only answer was, well, anything. Mm. And I don't
0: know if that's so good, to be honest. Yeah, It's exciting
1: in some ways. Yeah.
0: But, um, yeah. I I mean, mean, do you you feel like scenes and sounds that are based on that idea are always likely to have a a lifespan? They're always likely to implode eventually?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I think it's like a, a, a process of fragmentation, you know? Um, Like they Like what happened I can only speak from my experience And what me and my friends went through Is You get You got a little bit of popularity From what you were doing And then you was playing in certain places You know And I You know like Then you end up getting a gig at Panorama Bar For instance That doesn't work there And then you're suddenly like Well No And then you get another club And it's like Well this isn't really working anymore This isn't working anymore And then you're starting to play more techno You're starting to play more house And then Your your other, I don't know, my other friends or colleagues, whatever you call them, are doing a completely different thing, but the same process is happening to them. And then suddenly you're all going off on different paths, and that's it. That's basically Mm. what happened,
0: you know? I'd say, do you think maybe that part of the reason things maybe smoothed out a little bit was that? The DJs who were making this music got popular, had these experiences in yeah yeah in Europe, that's exactly what like, happened yeah okay, yeah we we can retain some of the identity, but we need to this doesn't we translate need to make it work. That's exactly that that is literally the nail on the head. That's what happened.
1: Yeah, um, it's what happened with my group of friends. You know, you you're making this ex- experimental music, but experimental dance music you could call yeah, it yeah, really, yeah. and then you suddenly realizing that this is probably not going to work anymore, and if you want to carry on doing this and, and, and earn a living from it then you need to somehow I hate to say compromise because it's not really a compromise but um, in some way you have to do that mm. you have to change and
0: um, yeah how, I mean how stressful is that change for you or I, I loved mean, it man. It, man. I'm yeah, really, to be honest it, yeah, really, yeah, I, really. I really
1: loved it because it was I, I always I always wanted to play house and techno records anyway and just purely mm. you know because um, it it for me it was like a it's a pure it's a pure form of dance music that will always work and mm-hmm. it, and it, it you know it meant that you know I didn't have to stress about being completely creative, indivi- like individually, have an individual thing constantly you know you can have a framework, you can get more bookings you know and I mean I'm not even ashamed to say that you know I want to earn a living from this sure so it's just like it, the whole. It's like why would I stick with this p- sound that's just gonna like dissipate I didn't want to dissipate with it you know
0: so mm-hmm. do you feel like the music from that time period has aged well do you listen back to it yeah, it's all? terrible aged terribly I think so yeah. uh, for me it has man yeah, I know a lot of people
1: still like love it you know and that's yeah. cool but um yeah
0: I, I, I don't really I, I can't listen to it anymore mm. no it's difficult for me <laughs> <laughs> no I, I know you I'm somewhere in the middle I think there are, yeah, d- there I, are certain yeah. like tropes of it let's say yeah you know, just yeah. feel very very of their time but then you know if if you were to do a dig i would say you you know you could uncover some stuff and you're like yeah okay, this yeah, is yeah, a, just keep this it is a, this is a banger <laughs> no yeah, yeah, totally yeah. oh
1: no yeah no, massively man i mean i i actually still really like david pearson sounds old stuff man like some of his old stuff and esther's just like the really minimal stuff, yeah. I, that to me is so timeless. And then like the stuff that I was trying to basically rip on that, that's the stuff you can basically, like, yeah, just keep it back in 2010. <laughs> <It's> like,
0: <laughs> we'll stick there. Yeah. Um, obviously pretty settled into a, a groove of um, techno, making, playing techno. Um, I was wondering, like, how do you, how do you keep nudging things forward? It's like, how do you? Um,
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know what, i'm gonna do next to be honest I, i've been trying a few things um i started to make uh, like um i'm playing a lot faster bpms again than I, I am i mean i was like playing at 130 for a few years but before then i was like playing 136 7 you mm-hmm. know um and i found myself playing a lot faster now so i'm trying to make a lot faster music in the studio it's not really going too well, so okay. I don't know. Um, what was
0: the album on average? It was like 132.
1: I think okay. the average was yeah. 130. It wasn't okay. too fast. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I'm, uh, at the minute I'm just writing. I'm I'm even right like, trying to write some 140 stuff, but I'm not really finding the the groove. So know, back to the drawing board. You're getting a lot of <laughs> demos
0: around that tempo. Yeah, loads yeah. of stuff. Yeah, Lots, yes.
1: everyone seems to be really writing a lot fast, faster stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. So I mean, I'm 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 cool with that. You know. I think tempo is just a it's just 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 a number really. <laughs> do you think you'll ever dust off
0: those little side projects that you did?
1: Yeah, I, I've been trying to. I've been trying to man. I'm trying to do another body young adults thing. That's like actually next on my agenda. Didn't you um, play as body young adults recently? Yeah, yeah, I did, but that was an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it a disaster? Right. So I packed. I packed like a massive bag of house records and like bit pretty like odd sounding stuff. And then I turned up to the club, and they were like... I was like, oh, yeah, they were going. I was like, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing some house. And I could tell the look on their face, they were like, what? Anyway, so I got in the club, and I th- found out I was opening the room downstairs, because it had been going all day. And then the guys were like, you know, oh, you can play techno if you want. I was like, well, no, you booked me to play board, as board young Adults. It was at the school, sorry. Yeah. And... Uh, anyway so then like I started off first half hour playing house records and quickly learnt no one wanted to hear that so I ended up playing techno for three hours <laughs> it's just like it's just terrible because I mean like you know and and, and, and no offence to the guys at the school but I could definitely I think it was just like an exclusivity thing Yeah. that, okay, was, yeah.
0: that we were dealing with
1: in Holland so
0: yeah okay okay that's yeah. that's fair enough but yeah but you see that as the house project is that yeah yeah, 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 yeah that's do. how yeah, I yeah.
1: try and see it yeah. I mean it's some I Say oh yeah, the like house record, I put out on Chili's tapes. Like, it's not bloody house, it's, like, it's just techno. <laughs> It's to me. It's just, yeah, yeah, I was like to me, it's house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then is the is the Kilner thing like weirder? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I, I I am gonna. I'm actually like started the whole process of doing another record for. Guy shifted so okay um yeah that's that uh, this is all this is all for next year though. okay okay so yeah it's a bit too late now
0: um how's everything going with karen yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah we uh, that question i like the look on your face man i don't know yeah, it's no, not no, a we, loaded we, question no yeah, no yeah. no, <laughs> no we, we we actually just in the middle of polishing off a six track so finally cool some, some new music out finally i mean it's it's one of them things, man. Like I think we got a little bit too comfortable in our little live project, you know. And um, there was actually even a period where we were like, you know, maybe we don't even put any music out. We were like, oh yeah, we can do that, you know, like super arrogant, you know, like because <laughs> we don't have to put any music out. We we're, we're well known enough for our improv, and it was just like yeah. And now it's come to bite us on the ass a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So we're 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 just uh, we're just in the process of finish off a bigger record. And, yeah, I mean, we're still playing a lot of shows, really. Um, but, um, yeah, slowed down a little bit. So Yeah, yeah. okay.
0: Oh, I mean, I'd seen you say before that there was something um, a little bit missing when you guys got in the studio. Yeah, it's like, still like you had like amazing that. live chemistry, but you find it really tough in the studio. Yeah,
1: he's still like that a little bit. And I think if we hadn't got the live thing, I think we would be able to write music very easily. But because we've got, like, this huge thing that we're known for, like hanging around our necks when we get to the studio and we're trying to be all like a bit experimental and weirder We're like hang on it's like i don't know if the people who really know what listen to what we're doing in the live thing are really going to get this Mm. so um yeah we 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 find it a little bit difficult i I don't really know if you shouldn't be telling people that but it's better to be honest really yeah and that's basically what's happened over the past few years you know it's like we just really struggled to find that balance between playing live and translating that in an interesting way that's not something that just
0: sounds like was playing
1: live but like yeah that kind of like meets in the middle somewhere and we, we've not really found that
0: do you have like sounds that you have that you will come back to during the live thing yeah yeah think?
1: sometimes but we try yeah. and start fresh I mean we 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 were gonna like we, we basically said if we're gonna put out stuff that sounds like a, the live set then we just record the live set and put that stuff out and when we decided against that we thought well let's just do it separate let's have the 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 records their own thing we do it however we want in the studio we might not even use the same stuff you know Mm, okay and then the lives and just keep it separate like this and i think that's been a it's been a it's probably been our downfall but also i think in the long run it's going to pay off Mm. because like you know i don't know what we what we essentially do in the club is a little bit simple you know and I don't think that's going to really translate too well onto yeah. a record. So we, we have to be a bit more... Intru- uh, be a bit more... Has to be a bit more substance to it, I
0: think. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. Um, what do you make of Arthur's album?
1: Yeah, it's great, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was a bit surprised when he first sent it, man. I'll be honest about that. because like, <laughs> yeah, I mean? It, yeah. And not I think it's great, but I, it's like the first music he put out in a long time. And I was like, big pair of balls, man, to be honest, to do that, like, yeah. you know. Like, especially because everyone knows... This, him from the Karen stuff now, like which is like you know, I was pummeling techno to do this and to think it's a it's a really big step and I'm I'm super happy he's done it and like I'm you know, it's cool, yeah, super cool man.
0: Yeah, I just found it not funny, but um you know, the fact that he'd predominantly recently been known for this thing with you, which yeah. couldn't be more intense. Yeah, and then exactly. it was almost like this is it's just this like title, well, it's of this. like
1: reverse man, but I mean if you know him I mean, you know him a little bit. That's just... It's his character on the record, man. Yeah, I see. When I listen to it, it's like listening to Arthur talking to me. And um, so it makes more sense to me, I guess. But um, to people from the outside who don't know him, you'd be like, what the hell is this about? But...
0: Yeah, it's, no, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm glad he's done it, man. I, I, I said to him, I said to him so many times, you really got some balls to do that, man. Because if I was in your position, I wouldn't have dared to do something like that, yeah. you
0: know. So uh, fair play to him. Uh, you think you do anything with um, Tony Surgeon again?
1: I hope so, man. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but that, that, that kind of like, um, it was never a, a forever project sure. anyway. You know, Tony's kind of this guy who you know, he has a very specific idea about what he wants to do. So um, once we felt like that kind of thing had run its course and that were it. But maybe in the future, man, you mm-hmm. know. I think he it, it would literally just take an email for me to go, you know, do you want to write some music? And he'd probably say, yeah. But I'm just like, a bit too nervous to do it, to be honest. Because I, I don't want to force this kind of thing. I never really ask people to do music. I think it really has to develop naturally. And it's how it happened the first time with us, you know. It wasn't like... Wow, this would this would financially this would be great, you know it was like it was the right time to do it, cause we he was teaching me yoga, I was seeing him a lot, you know, and I was go- actually going around to his house quite a lot, so obviously we're like all right, well, let's get in the studio together and that's yeah. how it happened it it all came after our friendship was developing got it. so yeah. it wasn't like let's do the studio, then the friendship developed after it was this like really uh, just flawed naturally yeah
0: well i mean what did you what did you learn from him? In he's it, been in
1: it for so long like oh would it, would god man it's endless really i remember it's was, it was times we'd, we'd be sat on his couch just eating boxes of dark chocolates you know his cats just running around and he'd just be just telling me all sorts of stuff <laughs> i'm not going to tell i'm not going to repeat it you know um, it's, it's quite long as well but you know he just has a very interesting outlook on music and the music scene in general you know um, and an absolutely incredible CD collection. <laughs> it's like a, I don't know, it's huge, huge CD collection. CD collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CD yeah. collection. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's what I mean, Fair I was laughing like, at yeah, that yeah. You think you walk into his house, he's just full of records. It's like, now nah. they're, they're just like a pile on the floor, you know. <laughs> it's just all CDs. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. Um, but yeah, um, so, it, but he, he helped me a lot, you know. And I mean, I've said before, you know, T- Tony helped me when I was, I was very ill. I got very ill when our relationship was like, starting and um yeah i he kind of like he put a lot of energy into me you know and i really appreciate that what he did like for me in terms of just trying to get me on track basically Cause things were kind of a little bit going like, psh, you're out off you? the off the off the game a little yeah, bit, you, yeah. You, no, you were
0: out for quite a while, yeah, right? Two years, man. Two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah two years. I, well, like, two years. I didn't release any music. I released some Karen stuff and whatever, and I did the odd bit of projects and here and there. But in terms of the solo stuff, I was like gone. In general, like, my relationship with Tony was vital at that time. Really, yeah, proper. So interesting.